Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Like Stars Podcast. I'm your host, Pete Goodman. Today we are going to dive into a really big question that I feel like a lot of people have, and it's this. Do you need or have to go to church to be a Christian? Uh, it's a it's a kind of a hot topic. Uh, is church part of the deal? Can you can you be a Christian, a follower of Jesus, kind of on your own and not part of the the system, the corporation called church? Or is it no? That's something you got to do. We're going to dive into that question today, break it down, try to find God's wisdom in it, and hopefully come to I don't know some kind of understanding about where the the role of a of a church of attending church lands in our lives. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, before we do that. Couple of a uh, couple of things I want to throw past you first. I uh, just want to kind of keep throwing this in front of everybody. If you are actually watching on YouTube right now, video, I would just please consider subscribing to the YouTube channel, the Like Stars Podcast channel. Uh, you, you know, just go down there, hit subscribe, then you get notified every time a new video comes out. It also kind of helps me in the 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 way that YouTube's algorithm works and everything. Even if uh, as simple as just maybe hitting the like button and saying like, oh, thanks for that. All this stuff kind of drives it. Uh, and maybe leave, leave a comment. I would love to hear from you. I really do enjoy hearing. So if you're watching, if you have some thoughts about church and attendance and all those things, let me hear them. Tell me. Uh, and yeah, just really love to, to hear from you. Also, let you know, maybe if you're not watching on YouTube and you're someone that listens regularly on audio, uh, again, please uh, take some time to Give a rating or review of whether you're on Apple or Spotify. Just pushing those little like star buttons or something can actually help drive the podcast to more listeners and more people hear it. So I'd really appreciate that. And to let you know, if you are an audio listener, maybe if you haven't had a chance, try jumping on YouTube and seeing what's there. It's not just the podcast uh, at Like Stars Podcast, the YouTube channel. I have tons of content, including uh, my entire New Testament survey course is available online for you to watch. I walk through each book of the New Testament, and I have recently completed the Old Testament. So you can actually watch videos of the entire Bible, Genesis through Revelation, at the low, low introductory price of free. I don't know. It's just you. I actually record them for a seminary I teach at, and uh, I'm like, man, I'm just going to share them. So they're they're there. So jump on the YouTube channel. There's also videos of other content, preaching different topics and things I've covered in the past. Uh, just ways to I don't know, learn more, grow more. Would love to have you check out the YouTube channel uh, and subscribe to it. All those kind of things. And uh, yeah, just let me know you're around. Let me know you're here. And then uh, speaking of all that stuff. Uh, as you know, every every episode we have a sponsor, and today's sponsor is just just super special to me. The sponsor of this the what thirty first episode of the Like Stars podcast is drumroll please. My book is actually done. That's right. The book Like Stars uh, called that for obvious reasons uh, is done. It's available. It's finished. Uh, the Like Stars books, which I started this podcast, actually, I, this whole thing of like talking to this mic and sending it out to you really started over well over a year ago and 31 episodes now started as a way for me to kind of think through things I wanted to write about. And it took on a bit of a life of its own. I've long since uh, left that and been covering all different kinds of topics, but the book's been done. Some of the chapters and ideas, if you're a follower of the podcast, you'll read and you'll, man, I remember him talking about that in that episode, but there's still a lot more. So I'd love to have you check it out. It is available on Amazon. So you can jump on there, paperback or the Kindle version. No audiobook yet, sorry. But those of you that listen to my podcast, you don't need an audiobook. You got my podcast, whatever. Uh, so jump on the Amazon's website, type in like stars and search bar. Usually it pops up right away. If it doesn't, type in my last name Goodman with it and you'll see it there and you can buy it. You can also find it on my website, likestars.us. Speaking of also, uh, you know, I can leave a, I'll leave a link to that if you can't find it. 
But speaking of being able to find an Amazon, uh, again, shameless plug promotion here, but you know, as my, like I said, I, I kind of started this podcast for this reason. So those of you that listen, that, that follow the podcast that enjoy what I do, I would really, really appreciate your help. And here's how you can help me. Okay. Um, obviously I'd love it if you picked up the book. Um, uh, you know, it'd be great if you supported me that way. Uh, but really here's like the, along with that, I suppose the best way you can support me is the way that books are driven on Amazon, which is the primary place I can sell it are often by people who buy it obviously, but also people that rate and review it. So books that have a high rating or review tend to show up on the list higher. So if you're interested in helping me, and I'd love you to, I'd really appreciate it. If you read the book, if you buy it, if you check it out, or maybe you're like, you know, Maybe I want to buy the book, but I listen to Pete's podcast. I know what he talks about. I like it. Jump on Amazon, go to the go to the books page, the Like Stars page, and just click on the review button and leave me a review. You can as simple as like I just want to leave five stars or whatever, or maybe write a short sentence or two, whatever. When you leave comments or feedback or rate the book, it actually drives uh, its presence on Amazon and helps me. And I know that's kind of like a shameless plug, but uh, again, it's kind of why I did this. I, I this whole thing started with me wanting to write something and throw it out to the world, and that turned into a podcast. And those of you that have been on this journey with me, I'm so grateful. I really am. I, I really, I don't feel that. I really am grateful that some of you actually take the time to watch or listen to this. is kind of silly to me. And then many of you are going to read a book. I'm like, oh, cool, great. Um, but if you're interested in helping, that's the way to do it. Uh, get the book and leave a review. Now, if you're somebody that says, look, Pete, I would love to be part of this, but I don't know. I, I can't really afford it. It's Christmas. I'll tell you what, if you're someone that follows the podcast, I want to help you. I will give you a copy of my book. You can email me, Pete at RiseCityChurch.com. I will actually email you a digital e-copy of it um, for free. If, you, if you're a follower of the podcast, man, I, I'm not out here to make money. I'm just trying to help people get it. Uh, and you can also, uh, I'll have my hard copies for sale at my church, Rise City, starting Sunday, December 17th for $10, so a bit discounted. And again, if you come by the church and uh, you're like, I just don't have much right now, I'll give you one. Just stop by. I'd love to get in your hands. But if I give you one, then you have to get, you have to go to Amazon and review it. Okay. Uh, one more thing before we dive in. Um, I, I just do really want to say thank you. I really, it, it was a long journey. It's been a long process, but being able to, um, dialogue with some of you and conversations we've had maybe off, off camera or off mic, but the questions you've sent in different things we will talk about. I'm just grateful. And the fact that so many of you have been supporting and watching and downloading these videos and, and uh, podcasts, it's just been really encouraging to me. I've really enjoyed it and uh, I hope to keep doing it. So I hope you enjoy the book. I, was, I hope you've been enjoying the podcast and uh, thank you for your support. I really, and again, seriously, I'd love to give you a free copy if you're a follower of the podcast. So let me know, email me, come find me at church. Uh, I'll hook you up. Okay, let's dive in to this topic, this question I have. Um, in truth, uh, no, nobody emailed me and said, Pete, do I do this is more of a question that I'm just getting a lot. I'm just, I, it's almost, if I could just say, kind of a, a big board, like the zeitgeist of our culture right now. There has been in America, at least, and probably other Western countries, what many are calling almost like a mass exodus from the church. Church numbers are declining uh, in many places at kind of almost like a record rate, like really starting to drop. Many churches are closing. You know, a lot of pastors aren't in, in doing this as a profession anymore. You know, it feels kind of dire. And then COVID just cranked it up to 11. Following COVID, church numbers have really plummeted. People who work in church, like myself, I'm a pastor, have, have seen some of that. Other, some churches have been hit harder than others, but attendance has declined. Um, and there's, there's this idea that people are not going to church as much. 
which of course is reason for concern in our ever sort of deconstructing, dechurching world, people turning away from religion, people giving up on this part of their life, questioning it, having issues with it. And these are many of the reasons why I made this podcast. And I'll just say that, like I mentioned that before, why I wrote the book. When you, those of you, some of you already read the book, you, you'll know at the heart of it is me feeling and having empathy for those who are really wrestling with the things they've been taught. Is this true? What's real here? What am I supposed to believe? What is this all about? And we're going to even get a little bit more in this episode. And so that's where Like Stars came from. And it's what I like to do in this podcast is wrestle with tough issues that people are wrestling with that sometimes lead them away. But all that being said, I'm going to put that aside and I'm going to look at something interesting, which is there have been some recent studies on this whole church exodus, the, the people leaving churches in droves, so to speak. And some of the results of recent data and studies is actually very surprising, especially to church leaders who are looking at the data. And what we are seeing by people who have said, I, I don't go to church anymore, I'm not really an attender anymore, many of the people who say that will also at the same time still say they are a Christian. In fact, while many millions of people are, are saying that they no longer attend church regularly, almost like 75% of those, according to a recent survey, still call themselves Christians. They haven't left the faith. There's a lot of people who have left church but haven't left Christianity. Uh, they're still holding on to Jesus. Um, the idea they believe the things, like they, they hold us, but they're just not really all that interested in this like consistently attending this weekend worship service and you know sitting in a big room listening to someone like me talk for 40 minutes. Like that sort of is they're moving away from that. And you know, some of those people, some of those 75% will say, well, we still kind of watch online, we just kind of go home, so it's not going to church, but whatever. Um, maybe more sporadically, the average attender now is more like once a month, where it used to be three times a month. Um, some a lot of a lot of the people in the survey just said life after COVID, when we all stayed home, it was just easier to stay home and kind of chill. And people like having their Sundays free. I understand that. And yes, some have legitimate issues. There are many people who, again, the people that I make this podcast and wrote my book for who are struggling with issues in the church. Maybe it's corruption or abuse or money and things like that. We've talked about that kind of stuff on this podcast. We did a whole episode on when our, our leaders fail us and let us down. Um, maybe people feel like church is too much of a show or it's kind of just a rat race, whatever it is, lots of reasons. But really one of the biggest reasons people have that church is just they don't feel like they need it. They just feel like I can be a Christian without it. Um, so you have these people, a lot of people, I'm not talking about millions of people, who call themselves Christians, but don't actually attend or are involved in what we traditionally call a church, a local church body. But is that okay? Now, obviously, I'm a pastor, okay? That means that when you subscribe to my YouTube channel or push the like button or whatever, <laughs> I'm not making any money. I don't charge ads or anything. And yes, when you buy my book, I'll make like a little bit of money from Amazon, not nearly as much as I paid to make it. I'm not doing this for money, but I am a pastor for money. I'll just be, uh, well, that sounded wrong. <laughs> Let me back that up. Uh, I, that is my career, is my profession, right? I, I, my house payment is made by working for church. So when people stop going to church, when they say, I don't need church anymore, there's a sort of visceral reaction inside of me personally, like, oh, you gotta keep coming to church. I need a jab. Um, but we're gonna put that aside, okay? And I always try my best when I'm in these environments with you guys to try to see through your perspective and, and try to see things not personally or through my own emotions, but to say, let's really break this down. So 
I don't want to talk about it from my feelings or just my like, well, this is what I think, you know, whatever. Who cares what I think? I have, I have too much invested interest to tell you you should go to church to just talk like that. I want to talk more, I guess, philosophically, theologically, maybe. Um, and it's just really, can someone be a Christian and not go to church? Uh, not, not, not attend, be a part of this thing. Like, not, I don't mean big church. All, I mean like a local church body, like Rice City Church where I pastor. Can you be a Christian and not be a part of that? Uh, and that's what I want to talk about and break down on this episode. So I'm um, going to do my best. I'm, and I'll be honest, I'm not going to approach this from, dare I say, a hyper-biblical perspective. I'm not going to throw a bunch of scripture verses at you. Uh, and I'm not going to take it from a, here's why as a pastor, I'm just going to try to talk it through and find some wisdom in it. Okay. And then you can make up your own mind and what you think. I have some opinions, but I'll let you decide. So let's do that together. And the way that I want to do this is I actually want to introduce a bigger question, a bigger question that I call it almost like a rubric or a, a standard by which we can ask this question and others. So here's what I want to do. I want to talk about journeys and destinations journeys and destinations. Anytime you take a trip, maybe you pile the kids in the car and you're headed off to Disneyland or something, any vacation or whatever that you take involves two parts, okay? There's two parts to a trip. There is the destination, where you are actually going, right? I'm going to Disneyland. That's that's where I'm headed here. But along with the destination, every trip also has a journey, a pathway, the roads or avenues you travel in order to get to your destination. So there's the journey, the getting there, and the destination, where you're going. And Christianity is similar, very similar. It's a big part of Christianity. There is, on the one hand, a destination. There is a point, what this whole Christian thing is about. What, what, is, what does it mean to be a Christian? What is the point? What are you aiming at here? What is it ultimately for or about? But then there's the journey. How do you get there? What steps do I have to take to get to the place that I'm going? What things do I need to do? What should I do in order to, to get there? What roads will lead me there? What pathways should I take? There is the journey and there is the destination. And it's pretty safe to say, and again, I wrote an entire book about this really, that those two ideas are often confused and kind of misunderstood. Things that are part of the journey, the pathways, the roads, the highways, the cars, whatever, the things that get us somewhere sometimes have a way of being mistaken for the destination itself. We can look at a thing that's meant to get me somewhere and suddenly focus just on that. Instead of focusing on Disneyland, I'm focusing on the highway that gets me there. So, and, and both are important, both matter, both have to be discussed and looked at, but they need to be kept separate and you need to understand the differences between them. So here's a case in point. When you ask a question like, do I have to blank, fill in the blank? Do I have to blank to be a Christian? And there's a lot of things you can throw in there. We're going to talk about go to church. Do I have to be baptized? Do I have to read my Bible? Do I have to go to, you know, whatever, fill in the blank? Or do I, do I, can I not, or do I have to not do blank? You know, do I have to not sleep with this person or whatever? And we have to make sure we aren't confusing in these moments when we're asking those questions that we're not confusing the journey, the getting there, the different paths or steps that are necessary to get me somewhere with the destination where I'm actually trying to get. Those are two different things and we have to keep them separate. We have to look at both of them, but keep them separate. So if I ask, do I have to do X, Y, Z in order to be a Christian? 
that requires me to first ask another question. Is X, Y, or Z the thing in question? Is it part of the destination? Is it part of Disneyland? Is it inherently part of what it means to be a Christian? The end goal of what this is all about? Or rather, is it part of the journey? Is it one of the things that's going to get me there? Is it something that plays a part in, in the, the pathways or the roads of, of becoming, of, of the journey? And if that's the case, if it's part of the journey and not the destination, well, then we should be looking at it differently. Is it a necessary part of the journey? Is it the only path that will get me there? Do I have to take that road? What happens if I take a different road, right? And I think these questions need to be asked of each specific in, in situation. You could take any, fill in the blank. Do I have to, or am I allowed to blank and still be a Christian? Is it journey or destination? Start there, okay? That's where you start. Now, before you do that, and we're gonna we're, we're keep it unpacking, right? It's got, well, I like doing this podcast. You can't even answer that question unless you ask an even deeper question, which is, what is the destination? Right? How can I know if it's journey or destination if I don't know what the destination is? What is the end goal of being a Christian? Now, I'm going to do this briefly, but if you've ever thought or wrestled that question, uh, there is a great book that was just released called Like Stars that dives headlong into that question. Shameless plug, um, whatever. This whole, po this whole podcast is a shameless plug. Come on. Um, but we can't talk about how to get somewhere if we're not first making sure we know where we are going. So what does it even mean to be a Christian? What, where is this journey called Christian living even leading us? What does it mean to be, what is the goal? What's the destination? And I would say this, and, and I'm gonna do a short treatment on this because it's not the main point of this podcast. But at its core, I believe very firmly that the key word in all of this, in that question, is that little word, be. <laughs> be a Christian. I said it before, again, my book like stars goes into depth. We have to start by understanding and accepting that the end goal, the purpose, the destination of this whole Christian thing is not going somewhere, literally. It's not physically getting somewhere. It's not about arriving somewhere. The purpose of Christianity is not getting you to heaven, whereby the journey there is simply getting your ticket to go through the turnstile. That is not what this whole thing is about. That's actually missing a much bigger perspective, okay? Now, I think that heaven, eternity, punishment, all those kind of things, they're part of it, but I think they're actually more part of the journey of what is ultimately the destination. And the ultimate destination is that we're not going somewhere, we are being someone. You were not created to get somewhere else. You were created to be someone. The arrival that I've gotten here of the Christian life is not floating on a cloud up in heaven. It's the return of human beings to what they were originally created to be, both in how we live, in how we behave, in how we treat one another, how we manage and steward God's world. We've talked about a lot of these things in the podcast and in our relationship with God personally, to be to be in connection with him, to know him, to live with him. It is, there's something existential, something about my life, about my existence at the center of Christianity. God made me to be something. And the story tells me that because of human's decisions, I am not that. I have lost the part of my humanity that God intended it. But now, through Jesus, in the power of his spirit, he has come to restore, to, to heal, to redeem, remake, all these things. And Bring us back to what we were made to be. I did a whole episode on the image of God. You can check that out. I really dive into that a lot. 
So at its most basic, we would say that the end goal, the destination, the place that we're headed towards, what, what this is all moving towards is for a human being to become the kind of humans God intended us to be. That's where we're going. We're on a journey to become different kinds of people who live and think differently, uh, more in line with how God created us to. We are being transformed. Paul uses the word metamorpho, like the, the metamorphosis of a butterfly. We're, we're changing into something else. That's what this is all about, remaking us into what we were created to be. Um, and that is our journey. Uh, now, I think it's important to point out that arrival at that point, and people will, maybe this is another podcast, arrival at that perfect point is probably not possible on either this side of our own death or the second coming of Jesus. Again, other conversations. But I'm not talking about actually getting there. I'm just talking about where are we going? The, the place that we're headed, we're trying to, what we are trying to accomplish with this whole Christian movement is us headed towards that goal of becoming what we were created to be, seen now in the perfect face of Jesus. Becoming like him is our purpose. So that is the destination. The destination of Christianity is God reforming and remaking you into what you were always created to be, to live the way and the kind of life that God intended you for. So that was a quick one. Again, dive back in more on my book. Let's come back to our question. Do I have to be X, Y, Z? Do I have to do this or that, fill in the blank, in order to be a Christian? So it's about being a Christian. It's about So do I have to do this in order to be that kind of human that God intended and created me to be? That's our core question, right? Um, well, I think you now have the first factor in making this decision and thinking this through, whereby you can ask yourself, is blank X, Y, Z, whatever you're talking about, is it part of what it means to be the full human being God intended you to be? Is the thing you're talking about inherent to life as God intended it? Uh, one way I like to say this, and I got this from uh, the scholar uh, N.T. Wright, talked about this. Asking this question, is what you're talking about part of life that existed before sin and will exist after sin? Did it exist before we were fallen and broken and humans were already what they're supposed to be? And once Jesus returns and establishes his final kingdom and restores all things, will the thing you're talking about still be at play? Will it still be part of your life? If not, it was part of the journey. If so, it was part of life as God intended. Are you with me? So, if the thing you're talking about is inherent to my existence as God intended, it's part of the destination. If it's part of the destination, then absolutely it's a necessary part of being a Christian. For example, uh, do I have to love my neighbor, forgive others, be generous, show mercy and kindness in order to be a Christian? Absolutely, yes, you do. Some of you are like, wait a second, where's this going? Yes, you do. That's part of the human nature that you've lost through sin and that God is working to restore in you as you follow Jesus through the power of his spirit. That's why I think the clearest description of being a Christian, the goal, the target, Paul talks about you'll know if you're reaching the target, if you are, if, imagine yourself like a, a fruit tree and the fruit that's being grown off of you looks like it's supposed to. If you're an apple tree, is the apple actually a good fruit? You're a healthy tree. You're becoming a better tree. And he said the kind of fruit we should see in our lives if we're a healthy tree in Galatians 5, and 23 is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. This is the fruit of the spirit. 
He's not describing like a, a list of, you know, good ideas that might be, you know, now that you're following Jesus, you should maybe try to include, include some of this in your life. No, he's saying this is, these are descriptions. These are adjectives that are describing the kind of life God is wanting to bring about in you through Jesus and his spirit. Those are targets. Those are, those are destinations. Those are what we're aiming at. The goal of Christianity is making you more someone that lives love, joy, peace, and all these kind of things. It's him saying, this is the kind of life you were made for, that you've fallen far from, we all have, but are now being restored as you follow Jesus and live by his spirit. This is the fruit of the spirit in your life. Those things are part of the destination, where we are going in our journey with Jesus. So yes, they are required. Do I have to be love? Do I have to love people in order to be a Christian? Yes, you do. To be a Christian means those that's the kind of behavior that's evident in your life. No, 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 no. I don't know. Some of you are like, oh, slow down, slow down. Listen, side note, time out, I guess. I am not saying, and even though it might sound like it, be clear, I'm not saying if you aren't those things all the time and you aren't fully perfected in those things, then you are not a Christian. Like you're not a Christian if you don't display all those things all the time. That's not what I'm saying. Of course, there's still room on this side of heaven and this side of, you know, the final culmination of all things. There's room in God's current economy for mercy and grace uh, when we fall short. We, we know we'll fall short. The Bible says you're going to fall short. You're not always going to achieve these things. So don't hear me this as saying you're not a Christian if you ever lack joy or peace or lose your temper. If that were the case, um, I would absolutely not be a Christian during the Christmas season when my kids drive me nuts. Um, I'm saying, though, that those are the target. Those are what I'm aiming at. Those are what it means to be fully Christian. Because to be fully Christian is to be fully like Christ in those things to find Christ. Those are what I'm aiming at. They are the goal. So when I am not loving, listen, hear me out. When I am not loving, when I am not pursuing peace, gentleness, when I'm not forgiving, it's not that I have fallen out of faith and I'm no longer in the family of God but I am not behaving or acting in line with what it means to be a Christian. I can't let go of those things and say, I'm still a Christian. I don't need to love people to be a Christian. No, no, no. Striving to love people is part of what it means to be a Christian. That's part of the destination. Okay, you with me? Not perfection yet. One day we believe that, but it, an aiming towards it, an inclusion. To me, to define someone as Christian means they're aiming at those things in their life. They believe they're important and necessary and things to strive for. Okay, on the other hand, there are all kinds of things that Christians do and don't do, which we need to ask, do they actually rise to the level of destination? Uh, read your Bible, tithe money to church, listen to Caleb, watch Fox News, <laughs> don't watch certain movies or sleep with anyone you're not married to, don't drink, don't smoke, chew, or hang out with people that do. Uh, in this instance, go to church, attend a weekly worship service at a local church. In many of these areas, when seen through the lens of before and after sin or the fall or new heaven and earth, they may be good and important. They may play a serious and legitimate role in our lives as Christians, but not as in the destination, but as part of the journey, as part of getting where we want to go. Being a person who loves my neighbor is the destination. How do I become a person who loves my neighbor? How do I practice loving my neighbor, right? Being a person of self-control is ultimate destination. How do I practice self-control? What brings that about in my life? There are things, there are roadways, there are pathways 
that lead us to become what God wants. There's the becoming, but how do I get there? Notice the difference. Let me give you an example. It'd be like asking, is taking medicine part of being a healthy human? Think about that for a second. Is taking medicine part of being a healthy human? Well, <laughs> it depends, doesn't it? It's not actually an inherent part of a healthy life. Like there's nothing inherently human about taking medicine. It's not the ultimate goal to be a person constantly taking medicine. But if you're sick, it's a journey. That medicine is the pathway towards the healthy life you were made for. And in many ways, as Christians living this life, we sometimes can confuse what we're aiming at, which is a healthy life in the image of God, with the pathway, which is often medicine or remedies to get us where we wanna go, practices to get us healthy. And the thing about the journey, these things that make up the journey for us, some of them are vital and so hugely important. You, and you need something in your life. For example, if you wanna take a journey from America to Europe, you are gonna need something to get you across the ocean, right? You're not getting there without a boat or a plane. You'll never be cured of a serious disease without some kind of treatment. Diseases don't just go away a lot of times. Maybe your body is fighting it off and you can, whatever, but right, like, like we need something. But other things can be taken to extremes and sometimes we can make the mistake of thinking there's only one way about it. You can only get to go, you can only get to Europe through a boat. Well, no, you can take a plane, right? There's other ways to do it. Um, you can only get healthy with this very specific medicine, right? Only essential oils, well, I'm forgetting about that. Um, but it's denying other forms of treatment. Like there's other ways you might be able to get healthy. And not everyone is as sick as someone else. Not every, Some people are like, oh, I could use a little bit of help here. Other people are near death, right? So how important is this medicine to this person might be not as important to this person. Again, because you're not talking about the destination that defines all of us, love your neighbor. You're talking about all of us being on a journey to get to that point. And therefore, different things might help us get there. And we might need different things at different times and different seasons of my life. What the problem though, is if we confuse the journey things with the destination things, then we make rules of that everybody has to follow. And if you don't do it this way, it's like, well, it's not, I don't think that's the way to go about it. Not everyone is as sick as everyone else. Not everyone else is, is traveling the same way with the same amount of people in the same amount of time. So we have to be careful when talking about the roadways on the journey, number one, we have to be careful that we're not confusing them with the destination. Like don't make a journey piece, part of what it means to be a Christian. There, and we're going to get into this in a little bit in a minute here. Um, will we be talking about what movies you shouldn't or should watch in the new heaven and new earth? Or is that something we have to talk about now in this broken season where we're trying to become something else? So that's the first thing. We can't confuse the ways that we get there with where we're going. Um, the other thing is, we all once we start talking about where how we're getting there, is it a necessary part of the journey? Or is it just a helpful part of the journey? Is it a, you cannot get there if you don't do this? Or is it a, hey, this will really help you get there and you should consider it. And if it's just a helpful part, how helpful? Like really helpful? Eh, take it or leave it, right? And I, I, you might be listening to this and you're thinking, man, Pete's being kind of up in the air about things. Well, listen, painting things with broad black and white strokes is dangerous. Everybody has to read their Bible this way every morning at 6 a.m. for an hour if they want to be a Christian. Whoa, whoa, hold on, back off, right? Like everybody has to attend this kind of church. Like that might be part of a healthy journey, at least for you or a different. Like there, there, there can be nuance here. First, we all agree on the destination. We all are called to be loving people who love, forgive and all these kind of things that, that show 
uh, the characteristics of the Spirit and Jesus in our lives. We're all headed there. But the way that we get there doesn't always have to be exactly the same. And we need to be careful that we're not sometimes over-prioritizing things. So those are two questions. Is it, is it the journey or the destination? And if it's the journey, is it a necessary part of the journey or a take it or leave it one? So you could fill in the blanks any way you want to. Do I have to be baptized? Well, is that part of the journey or the destination? <laughs> Do I have to read my Bible? Is that part of the journey or destination, right? And if it's part of the journey, how important is it? So all that, just for our last few minutes, I know this whole podcast was asking us one question. I'm just now getting to it. But really, once you get to it, we've, we've sort of, we've given the criteria. Now we just break it down. Do you have to go and attend a church in order to be a Christian? Do you have to be part and a regular attender of a local church body to be a Christian? Well, let's ask the first question first. Is going to church part of what it means to live as the kind of human being God created and intends you to be? Is it innately and inherently part of that life, or is it part of the journey that gets us there? That's kind of the first question. And here's the truth. That's not an easy question. Like you might have heard that, like, oh, Pete's just going to answer it. Well, actually, I can't just throw an easy answer at you because it's actually very nuanced. And here's why. Because even if you say why to go to church, why should someone go to church? I don't have one answer for you. I have a bunch of them. And so instead of just broad strokes, let's look at a bunch of them. First, um, part of going to church, I think, is worshiping God, turning our minds and our focus and celebrating him and honoring him vocally and verbally with other Christians. We will spend an eternity doing that, the Bible says. So if the Bible says we'll spend an eternity worshiping God, then worshiping God is innate and part of my humanity and thus part of being a Christian. Can you be a Christian and not worship God? No, right? Can you have seasons where you're struggling? Sure, but innate and in, in, in part of what it means to be Christian is to turn your heart and life towards God and worship him. So coming together at church and worshiping is part of our creative order. Now, do you have to come to a building and hang out with a bunch of strangers and listen to a rock band, do it a certain way. Well, you could worship God by yourself in your home, in your car, right? <laughs> During Caleb on, I don't know, just, you don't need music. You'd be out in a mountain. So in some ways I would say, do you have to come to church to worship? No, I don't think you do. Uh, so is that worship is part of your creative order, but attending church to worship? Yeah, maybe not. Um, then there's community. Part of being a part of a church is being in community. I would say that the scriptures, I don't use the word clear because that's dangerous, but from my interpretation of the scriptures, I don't believe that you can be an isolated Christian. I think Christianity is a team sport that is about people coming together. Uh, my pastor, brother-in-law Brandon, always says, you can't practice the one another's of Jesus without one another. Um, we're told not to give up meeting together in the scriptures. Well, that means that being in community, not being isolated, meeting with other people, having accountability and all these things are part of the nature of my existence. Before sin, it was not good for man to be alone. And in the new heavens and earth, we're gonna be a community of people together. So being in relationship with other people and doing life together is absolutely part of Christianity. It's part of the life God intends you for. But can you be in Christian community without attending a church every Sunday? Um, I mean, I think I'd be lying if I said, no, I, I, you know, I think you can be in Christian community apart from a weekly attendance at a church. I might ask you if you are part of a, a small collection of people that meet together regularly, 
are you not just a smaller church? That's a separate question. But, you know, I think you can be in community, part of your, your nature, your existence without it. Um, and then you have things like generosity and, and or serving or giving of your time, and your money, these kind of things. Again, no question in my mind, no question in my mind that that's part of being a Christian. I mean, Jesus, we are told to have the mind of Christ who took on the nature of a servant. Um, to be generous and to give is, is the nature of God's, uh, of God's economy. So to be involved, to, to give your time, to help others, to share your money and your gifts and all these kind of things, um, I think are absolutely part of the destination. That is part of what it means to be a Christian. Can you be a Christian and not practice generosity and serving? No, that's part of the destination. That's part of what it means to be part of this new community of people. But can you love and serve the world around you apart from attending a service every week? Do you have to serve in the church? Do you have to be a door greeter and give your money to the church? Can you give money to Compassion International or YWAM to build homes, right? There's other things you can give money to. And there's plenty of ways you can serve. You can go serve local soup kitchen without doing it through a church. So while generosity and serving are part of the destination, I don't know that doing it through church is, is necessarily, might be just part of the journey. Um, well, what about the word, the teaching, right? I'm a, I'm a Bible teacher. So a lot of times I'll get up on Sunday morning and, and teach the word to people. I think in some ways I do it on this podcast. Is that part of your inherent Christian nature? Can I be a Christian without that? Well, this is a confusing one, and you're not. my answer is going to might freak you out. I think that, no, I don't think that learning and hearing the word of God is inherent to being a Christian. <laughs> Let me explain before you freak out. Did you need the word of God as a human being before sin? Did you need someone teaching you? And now, let me let me clarify. I want to back up a bit. I don't want to use the phrase word of God. I want to say the Bible, okay? The word of God, I think, is even in Genesis 1, God said, let me give you my word, the knowledge of good and evil. So I would say, let's talk about the Bible, right? Do you need someone to teach you the Bible? Did Adam and Eve need someone to teach them the Bible? Or did they have a relationship with God that they were without sin nature? And in the new heaven and new earth, will we need that? I would argue that learning and following the scriptures is part of the medicine. It's part of the journey, it is important. I think it is absolutely important. Uh, it's part of the journey. I don't think you can get there without it. I think this is one of those things that says, I don't think it's part of what it means to be a Christian, but I don't think you'll ever arrive where you're trying to be without the word of God, the scriptures in your life. But they're the journey, not the destination. Secondly, I guess maybe more to the point, you can absolutely hear people teach you the word of God without going to church because in some ways you're doing it right now. You're watching a podcast. Uh, you're driving in your car or whatever. Like, you're walking your dog. Like, so obviously the word of God can be taught outside of a local church body. Okay. Um, and then maybe fulfilling the great commission, right? Making disciples of all nations. Again, not the destination. And that'd be silly to say the destination, but part of the, part of the journey we've been commanded during this season of our, of the world to do that. So yeah, but yeah, you, you can kind of do it on your own. You don't need to attend a church every Sunday to do that. So where does this all leave us? We'll, we'll kind of end it. We're landing the plane here. Some of you are like, okay, so Pete just did a podcast to tell me I don't have to go to church. <laughs> well, here's what I'd say. I would say that we've identified some really key and important aspects about the destination of being a Christian, that being a part of an attending church helps us practice and bring about. There are parts about the church that carry us on the journey. But yes, if we're being completely reasonable, we can also see that 
Each of those things don't necessarily require church attendance in order to be a Christian. You really can do a lot of those things apart from this kind of weekly weekend gathering you might think of, a Sunday morning type of thing. So here's the deal. After 39, 40 minutes, the short answer is no. I don't think you have to go to church to be a Christian. But hold on. I still have a couple minutes left. <laughs> I'm not done yet. You see, I think that you can, and for those of you listeners, I just did that word in quotes, you can do all those things yourself on your own, apart from a good, solid church family community. It's possible. It's also possible to self-diagnose your sicknesses on WebMD and to cross the border and go to Tijuana to purchase your medication on the black market, hoping it's the right one and works. And it very well might be. WebMD is actually pretty powerful. But you know what? It's a whole lot easier and wiser, I think, in the long run to just follow the tried and true method of seeing a doctor. So when people say to me, like, well, I don't need a doctor. I can, there, I have resources on my own. I'm like, yeah, I guess I, okay, yeah, you do. <laughs> Why bother, though? The doctors, <laughs> you have insurance. That person went to medical school. Go, what are you, what are you talking about? And I think for a lot of people, and, and I've, I'm not, I'm not preaching, I'm not teaching the Bible right now, I'm just talking, this is Pete talking. I think a lot of times we have found reasons, we've given ourselves reasons to question, to doubt, to be upset with the medical industry. And so we're gonna do it on our own, I'll just go to WebMD, you know, or whatever. I'll, I'll get some essential oils and rub them on my feet, then my, you know, whatever, cancer will go away. Yeah, it probably won't, guys. Um, there are reasons for us to question and to have issues with the medical community. <laughs> and yes, the medical community is currently a metaphor for the church. Yes, there are reasons for us to question and doubt and have issues with the church. Um, there are a lot of things that the local church doesn't always do well. Uh, sometimes they are too interested in your money, power dynamics. Sometimes there is abuse. Sometimes it has become too much of just a show. And you're like, well, is this a movie theater or a place to worship Jesus? Yes, that's, that's, that's legitimate. Those are things we have to talk about. And as a community, as a family of people, we need to work through them together. But to run away from it and just be like, church is stupid, I can do this on my own. Yeah, I guess you can. But is that actually wise? Because if you're serious about this, if you're serious about really wanting to become the person God has created you to be, if you really want to get there, right, to arrive at the destination, wouldn't the most logical thing to do be to follow the pathway that has been most commonly walked by others for the last 2,000 years and led to the most success of people actually finding it? Are there a bunch of small little side roads I could take from San Diego to Anaheim to get to Disneyland on my own without any kind of map quest or I don't need to take the main freeway to get there? Yeah, I probably could. But why? The freeway gets me there. <laughs> and sometimes the traffic is rough and sometimes there's construction and sometimes there's tolls and it's frustrating. But it's, it's a tried and true method that I know will get me there. So yes, the modern church has its problems and there are areas it needs to reform. There are times... I go to church and I am bored. <laughs> so you just heard a pastor tell you that. So now you have permission to be okay feeling I'm sometimes I'm kind of bored. Sometimes people like me talk and I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about. I'm bored. Um, music's too loud. Whatever. I'm with you. I'm human, right? 
And I know sometimes I raise an eyebrow myself at church. like, man, what are they going to do with my money? Why are you guys doing that? And I work for a church, but I didn't always, I understand where you're coming from. There've been times that I've, during COVID, when I stayed home every Sunday, I'm like, this is kind of nice. My kids are in sports and I don't have to worry. I get it. I get it. But what I also get is that, and I'll leave you with this, okay? I'm not painting a massive one size fits all kind of broad stroke here. I'm, I'm just speaking generally, kind of whatever. When people say, I don't need this, I can do it myself. I don't argue with them philosophically, like you cannot, absolutely, you might, no. But the reality is, more often than not, you don't. Do you? No, you don't. You can say you will. Oh, I can have community on my own and I, I can worship God in my car. But then you stop attending, you stop, you get off this highway, you try to make your own pathways, and suddenly you priorities change. You're like, ah, out of sight, out of mind. And suddenly you're not really thinking about it anymore, and other things come up. And the next thing you know, you look at your own spirit, and you're like, why do I feel so cold and distant from God? I'm still a Christian. I still, I still believe all the Christian things, but I don't really feel any connection to him. Why is that? I'm not saying that going to church one time Boom, you're in love with Jesus. There's <laughs> a lot of times I go to church and I just want to go home. But I am saying on this journey of getting to become someone I want to be, I believe that making a commitment, like joining a gym and just going, of saying there's going to be Sundays or whatever that it's not great. The music's too loud. There's going to be times my pastor makes dumb decisions. There's going to be times the speaker's boring. There's going to be times the traffic's bad, the parking lot's a mess, whatever, whatever. There's going to be times I have to miss things or don't want to get out of bed. Yes. There's going to, but the reality is when I choose to make this a part of my life, not because it's the only way and I can never know God without it. No, no, no. When I'm just believing this is a good thing for me, I build a habit of being involved and I join a group of people who are all journeying together, who are choosing to worship every week, who are choosing to listen to the word of God, who are choosing to come together and give and to serve. I join a group of people who are choosing to be in a relationship and community together to fulfill the great commission and reach our community. By joining a local church and be a part of it, I am putting myself on a broad, wide, well-traveled path that for 2,000 years has often led to the place I wanna go. So do you have to go to church? No. Is it wise, though, if you want to fully become the person God's created you to be and experience life he has for you, to join others on a journey that are all walking it together? Absolutely. I would tell anyone who seriously believes that God's life is the life they want to get involved in a local church, not because you have to, not because you're not a Christian if you don't, but because it's a, it's a method, it's a pathway that brings it about. It, it works and it's good for you. There's times it's bad, but even, you know, the times that it's bad, the times that church is kind of boring is still good for you, right? The times that you don't like the music and the preacher's boring and dragging on, like I kind of am right now, it's still good for you because it's actually bringing about something else in your life, which is a dying to self, a willingness to say this isn't about me. Like giving it up because it's boring is saying it's about you. You're already missing part of what it means to be a Christian, which is to live for something bigger than yourself. So I think choosing the discipline of being a part of a local church brings about so many things that are part of it. It brings about the things that matter, like worship, 
community, serving, generosity, right? The, the influx of the truth and the word of God in my heart and my life and living out the Great Commission. Those things are available to the local church, so why not be a part of it? Don't give up on the church just because it's, it's made some bad decisions. Sometimes there's traffic. Sometimes the doctor has made a mistake or the medical community pushed for a vaccine. The, a doctor is still a better option than you diagnosing yourself on WebMD. It is, period. And the church is still the better option than you trying to do this yourself. All right, off my soapbox. Uh, guys, I know this episode got long, but I think this is a big topic. I, mean, I think some of you need to hear this and think about it more. Some of you maybe even like, I listen to Pete's podcast, I don't need to go to church. Oh, please. Then listen to Pete saying, I think you should. It doesn't have to be my church. I don't care if you go to my church. Go to any church. Just get involved. Get plugged in. Get connected with other people on the journey with you so we can arrive at the destination that God has for us, okay? All right. Thank you so much. Again, if you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel, leave a comment. Tell me what you thought of this episode. Tell me what you think about going to church. I want to hear from you. Um, if you want a, one of my books for free, shoot me an email, stop by Rice City, I'll give you one. Otherwise, jump on Amazon and grab one and please leave a review. I would so, so appreciate it. It would mean the world to me. Um, yeah, until then, we will see you on the next episode of Like Stars. My next episode, I think we're gonna do something about Christmas. It's almost coming, so maybe something that deals with the Christmas in the first century or something. It's gonna be a lot of fun, so stay tuned for that episode coming in a few weeks. Thanks, everybody. You consume me, yeah.